the BP owns everything, or you know, the Chevron or the Texaco or whatever your local gas station is. They own everything, right? They own the plot of land, they own the building, they obviously own the gas, the uh, infrastructure, they own the um, supply chain from getting the oil from the rig to the actual gas station, the mm -hmm. refinement, everything about it. Welcome to Product Explained, a show where we talk about products and the company's history and strategy behind them. I'm your first host, Jeff Lee. And I'm your co-host, Mike Alcazarin. Jeff, how does electricity work? We should ask the insane clown posse about magnets first. <laughs> uh, today's show, we're talking about ChargePoint, an EV infrastructure company. Yeah, so as Jeff mentioned, ChargePoint is a network of electric vehicle charging stations, hardware, and software to support this. Or as Jeff pitched it to me before the show, they're like a gas station, but just for EV chargers. Um, they're also one of the largest EV charging companies here in the U.S. They claim that they've had over 98 million charges delivered since they've started being a company delivering electric vehicle charging. So they have really interesting product offering. So they offer everything from soup to, nut, soup to nuts. So uh, starting from your site planning. So if I'm a business that owns a strip mall and like, hey, like I want to have some electric vehicles to you know, or, or sorry, electric vehicle charging stations to attract a uh, different segment of customers to this. They'll help you plan the site all the way to installing the electric vehicle charging stations to providing ongoing technical support. To walk you through what this flow looks like from a customer perspective is you work with ChargePoint on an initial site setup. So ChargePoint has a uh, a nationwide network of operations and maintenance partners. So ChargePoint will help you spec out the site and then work with someone to actually install the device on your property. Right after that, they'll have an initial activation and configuration. So ChargePoint offers a service to help you get your charger set up. So this is based on your needs. So let's say you want to have different pricing for different customers or access control if it's free, or even add ads to your ChargePoint station, which is really interesting. I mean, it, you know, most EV charging is going to take a little bit longer, if not a lot of it longer than your traditional gas station. So I think advertising is a really cool way to subsidize or offset some of the cost, and because you're going to have an active, you know, a customer there that's there for potentially longer charging their car. Um, but all that information, ChargePoint will actually actively consult with you and, and help you pick what's best for you and right for your business and for your charging endpoint station. So lastly, ChargePoint also offers ongoing support services. So they offer a standard basic warranty for any of their EV chargers that they sell. But they also offer a premium service called ChargePoint Assure, which includes maintenance and management of your charger. There's a whole feature list of services that are offered as part of ChargePoint Assure, but the one that I found the most interesting was you're actually going to get a guaranteed annual uptime, and that guarantees 98%. ChargePoint will guarantee if you have ChargePoint Assure that mm. your actual EV will be up, which is really interesting, and I'm sure it's super valuable to not have your EV charging station go go down. I'm sure that's a very frustrating customer experience, especially if you're you know kind of in the middle of nowhere. I have ChargePoint's map open. They have you know, chargepoint.com slash charge underscore point. They have a map and I'm looking at North Dakota and it's definitely, you know, not as robust of a <laughs> electric vehicle charging station in North Dakota as you would imagine. But <laughs> it'd be frustrating if you're in like the one place that has a charging station within, you know, 200 miles and you're like, it's down. So that, I like that uptime guarantee. Um, talking about the business model. So just at first glance, you know, ChargePoint, 
seems to be a fairly vertically integrated company, meaning that they own the entire process. They own the hardware, they own the software, they own the maintenance and, and process. So if you want an EV charger located at your property, they'll cover you from start to finish. So yeah, that's ChargePoint in a nutshell. Anything you'd add, Jeff? Because I know you've actually used their ChargePoint stations before. Yeah, I think you did a really good job covering it from the offering perspective of ChargePoint's perspective. But I've used ChargePoint before because I, I rented a Tesla for a drive at one point. And to me, it just feels like you're running up to or driving up to kind of like a pump at a gas station. So that's why I kind of gave you that analogy. You don't really know that that ChargePoint is owned by you know, the business that you're at, maybe the grocery store that you're parked at or the mall. Um, to you, it just seems like another ChargePoint. So the experience is uniform for you. Even though somebody else is handling, I guess, like the ownership of the that part of the grid or, 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 you know, that part of the property or whatever. To you, it's just another charge point. It's like rolling up to a Chevron or a BP and, you know, putting that gas pump right into your car. It's kind of the same thing. And what's nice is that you can set up a charge point account. Um, you can get, I think, a card sent to you if you want to. You can pay for it online, charge your car and, and be on the go. So... Yeah, I'd say like that overall, like it's pretty similar uh, to, to that business model. And I think it's really interesting because what is different from a gas station is that the BP owns everything or, you know, the Chevron or the Texaco or whatever your local gas station is. They own everything, right? They own the plot of land. They own the building. They obviously own the gas, the uh, infrastructure. They own the um, supply chain from getting the oil from the rig to the actual gas station, the mm-hmm. refinement, everything about it. But ChargePoint really owns kind of that last bit of it where you already have the electricity on your grid, but you're just kind of tapping it out to ChargePoint and, and letting them kind of handle the the payment method of it and like the the processing and making sure that it can get into the vehicle and stuff like that. Totally. It's like it's like they're selling the pumps like to keep going with the exactly. gas station. Yeah. And it, it's, it's funny because like we would never have an episode. I don't even know any gas pump manufacturing companies, you know, mm-hmm. but that's essentially what ChargePoint is. It's like that infrastructure to get, you know, electricity into your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a great way to put it. I want to dive into the history of the product. It's pretty short. I mean, they are pretty straightforward company, but they were founded in 2007, which I think is really early for, you know, sort of like charging stations. But then, you know, fast forward 10 years, In 2017, they took over about 10,000 EV charging stations from GE. At that point, they were managing about 35,000 across Mexico, Australia, Canada, and the US. Um, In November of 2018, they raised an additional $240 million and were managing roughly about 60,000 charging stations. In 2019, they agreed to provide what was called common access to um, Volkswagen's Electrify America customers. So I believe that if you're in that program, you can get access to ChargePoint and kind of use one payment method or payment system. And later in that year, in September of 2019, they had reached 100,000 chargers, and they're roughly adding about 2,000 chargers per month managed. So you can kind of think of it as like leasing or like franchising these pumps. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you had a grocery store or a mom and pop shop and you had some space on the curb and you can get the permits for it, you know, you can pop up one of these chargers and make a, a little bit of additional income just by, you know, charging people and, and taking some off the top. And I'm, I'm assuming ChargePoint makes money by charging you directly for the setup and the maintenance, and they probably scrape off a little bit of the transaction fee and yada, yada, yada. But it's kind of like win-win, right? You you provide the the plot and the space and ChargePoint kind of takes care of the rest. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm curious to see like the economics of like electric vehicle charging if I am like a small, like, mm-hmm. like strip mall owner, you know, does it make sense? You know, like I, I have to imagine it, it would and, and does, it, or maybe it will, but... 
I feel like maybe it's only a competitive advantage that your property will have for a couple of years. You know, like once electric vehicles become more ubiquitous and you have more standard charging stations, maybe those will go away or or maybe that'll just be expectation. I'm curious to see how the future shakes out for electric vehicle charging because, you know, it you do it definitely does need to be a little bit more distributed as opposed to gas cars and, mm-hmm. and like just going to a gas station. I think the mental model is, you know, charge it when you can. And so maybe it's going to be critical to have. And so now that I talk this out loud, maybe it is going to be something that just becomes table stakes for all these properties that are bringing people on is like, hey, if you don't have electric vehicle charging, like no one's going to show up at your property. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, if I I mean, I live in California and I live in the Bay Area, so it's a little bit different for me. But in my neighborhood, there's a charger um, down the street at the Whole Foods. There's a couple chargers Um, up one exit. There's this kind of shopping mall. They've got a whole row of at least Tesla chargers. Um, It is early days of kind of like the charging standardization. Think about like USB plugs versus, you know, USB-Cs and Apple versus standard plugs, etc. There's even like different charging heads that people have and different plug standards. Like Tesla has their own proprietary plug head. I forgot what the charge point uses. I think they use some sort of standard one. There are adapters. And I think a lot of times the Tesla um, you can buy like a set of adapters so you can make sure that uh, you always have some sort of charger available, regardless of if you're using Tesla specific chargers or charge point, et cetera. But yeah, I think like generally there's like multiple options to charge. And that's kind of the nice thing. Like I can plug it in at home or I can go to the grocery store or at work. If they offer free charging, you can just plug it into their, their network. And I know a lot of companies are offering that now. So it is very different. I mean, you know, you can think about this idea of okay, what happens if I don't run into a gas station in North Dakota? You're absolutely right, but you're still going to be able to find an outlet somewhere. Um, yeah. And even though it's slower, you're going to get electricity. I and mean, that that's like kind of throughout the US. So that's the way I kind of think about it is that the standardization isn't quite there yet, but the electricity infrastructure is already there. It's, it's kind of building on top of that. Yeah. And speaking of like the standardization, like just like, you know, I have never driven an electric car and I, I don't have one. It, I definitely want to get one. And it's definitely on my, you know, my next car will... 100% be electric. I think that just hearing that there's different standards for charging cables and cords feels like a bit of a disaster as we're on like the cusp of electrification mm-hmm. of our vehicles. And I think this is where like the federal government would need to step in and say, hey, you know, we need to have one standard here. Like we can't have customers confused to say, do I need a Tesla one? Do I need a NEMA 1450? Do I need an ASME J1772, whatever the standard is, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. cord? Um, and just say, hey, you know, make it as simple as filling up for gas is like, hey, if, if I'm going to do this type of charging, I need to have this type of plug and just yeah. like make it. I think that's where it's like useful to have federal regulators come in and, and say that this is because it's just going to be con- confusing for customers. And also, I think that's going to be a barrier to entry for just or barrier for adoption rather for electric vehicles to take off. For sure. Yeah, I, I will say it's definitely an annoyance, but the inconvenience factor is like not super high. You can just buy like a kit um, and they're not that expensive to have these adapters and then I think some of these pump stations sometimes will have like one that's zip tied uh, with those like metal, mm. uh, like un- unclippable um, zip ties or whatever they're called. But basically, you'll have the adapters there and readily available for you as well. So a lot of times you can kind of get away with it. And I think that most cars actually go with some sort of like universally standard plug head. But it's obviously Tesla, who's like the Apple of, uh, you know, electric vehicles where they have their own proprietary head. So Tesla is like the exception for the most part. Yeah, I'm curious what like the market dynamic will be like because I know Rivian's building their own like Rivian only electric vehicle network throughout the U.S. and Tesla obviously has theirs. Mm-hmm. And ChargePoint is kind of going the opposite route where it's like you know 
charge like what you have to believe if your charge point is that it will just be ubiquitous you know like where it's like you'll be the supplier of tools for gas stations across like the the world as they electrify whereas like the tesla experience the rivian experience is like hey like we're gonna have like the fastest chargers we're gonna have like level three charging that's gonna happen right away and it's gonna be you know proprietary through us so i'm curious which one wins out and if there's a world where it's it's both because imagine like if you you know had a, a mazda and you could only fill up at mazda dealerships like throughout the u.s yeah like, it feels like a little bit limiting yeah so for sure i'm curious how that will shake out and lastly what i want to mention is that chargepoint had gone through what's called the special purpose acquisition company reverse merger it's a mouthful um, in 2021 what people generally know that as is a spac so it's not like a traditional ipo but Basically, all you need to know is that ChargePoint is now officially a public company. I think it's really interesting that SPACs have become so popular over the past, like, really, like, year and a half. It's been, like, nifties or NFTs mm-hmm. and SPACs. <laughs> it's been, like, you know, like, two new financial, like, tools that have just been trending on my Twitter. So maybe I am very You're in the rabbit Twitter. Yeah. Exactly. I've just rabbit holed. But maybe we should do a whole Product Explained episode on what a SPAC is and <laughs> what are the benefits <laughs> for, for customers. But yeah, we, we can talk about who ChargePoint's for. So ChargePoint, they offer both sides of the spectrum from B2B or, you know, or business to business and also B2C or business to consumer solutions. So just looking at the business, um, as I mentioned earlier, like imagine like, you know, you own a strip mall or you own a piece of real estate and you want to install an EV on your an EV charger on your property, let's say apartments or hospitality or new construction or workplaces, ChargePoint will help you think through that process and actually install it. ChargePoint also offers fleet services. So if you are a business with a large fleet that wants to electrify that gas fleet that you might have into an electric vehicle uh, fleet, they'll actually help and provide some consulting services for you to think through that whole, you know, for like, where do I put my chargers and how will I do this and what are the best practices there, mm-hmm. which I thought is interesting where it's not just the, the hardware. And then on the residential side, it's a little bit simpler. You can buy ChargePoint's actual hardware. So if you wanted to, you know, like I said, I was telling Jeff uh, later that I, I really want to install a 240-volt uh, system in my garage. So once I have an electric vehicle, I'm basically ready to go. So I would potentially go to ChargePoint as a, one of the co- companies to, you know, pick the hardware for. So for about $700, you can get ChargePoint's level two charging system. It also comes with access to ChargePoint's home app to help you make smarter decisions for when it might be cheaper to use electric vehicle charging, you know, for example, if your utility has time of use rates, and you can also see your energy history or energy usage history in the in ChargePoint's app. So just a couple side notes, because there's some jargon in there. And you know, not all of our listeners might be familiar with different standards for charging. So broadly speaking, there's three different tra- Broadly speaking, there's three different levels of charging. So uh, level one charging is 120 volt standard charging. So as Jeff mentioned, that is literally just the standard outlet that you see in the States where it's a three prong outlet draws 120 volts. So in terms of what this does for electric vehicles, it's about three to five miles per hour, which I think is a funny metric where it's like, you know, (laughs) it's charging your car obviously will have three to five miles of range per hour. Level two charging is a 240 volt higher charging um, system. So that will get you 12 to 80 miles per hour. And this is, um, you know, I think a good mental model here is if you've ever done any DIY projects in your house or if you've ever like looked at your dryer in your laundry room, that's typically running off of a 240 volt higher mm-hmm. level circuit. And your water heater might also be um, in that same category. So that's like the, you know, 
the highest you'll probably go at a residential is 240 volts to get that charging. So that'll basically be like eight hours or so to charge your car. So it makes sense if you want to charge it overnight. The last is supercharging. So this is level three charging, and this is just cranking down the pipes here. It's 400 to 900 volts, um, which gets you three to 20 miles per minute. So you are looking at much faster charge times. This is what Tesla superchargers are. This is where it's getting much closer to gasoline charges where or not gasoline charges, but similar to refueling times at like you would expect for a gas. You know, if I stop over at my road trip at whatever pit stop, mm-hmm. I would spend 20 minutes filling up for gas, getting food, going to the restroom. Same deal for level three charging where it's like, hey, I'm going to just open up the biggest electrical <laughs> line that I can to to cram this charging down. So that's the, the quick, you know, high level summary of what levels level one, level two, level three charging is. And like the last thing I'll say about just electrification in general is, you know, a lot of the listeners know, and Jeff, you know, like climate change is near and dear to me. And it's definitely I'm on the I feel like I'm on a you know career crusade to mitigate climate change and sustainability is my North Star. So I was listening to a really interesting podcast where they made an analogy, the host rather made an analogy to COVID and climate change where Americans aren't going to change our behaviors. We're not going to change our our patterns. Like we're very comfortable with the way that we do things. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true. Like I definitely believe that. So with COVID, we didn't want to stop going to restaurants. We didn't want to stop like, you know, we just, we hated lockdowns. Like you're not going to tell an American to not do something. It's like Mm -hmm. (laughs) anti-American, you know, it's just like, it's the land of the free, whatever. And so the only way to get out of this is through technology. So uh, to solve COVID, we had the vaccines that came through. What the host on this podcast was saying is that for climate change, because we're not going to change behaviors, you know, like we're not going to eat, stop eating meats. We're not going to stop driving everywhere. We're not going to, you know, stop making things. We're not going to stop doing X, Y, and Z. Our technological solve for climate change will be electrification. So we have all of these machines throughout the entire, like, uh, if you think of like everything that consumes energy as just a machine, if we can replace that with an electric machine, we can clean the electric source. Um, as opposed to burning a fossil fuel for it. So I thought that was a really interesting mental model is, mm-hmm. you know, this this person was saying like, <laughs> electrify everything. You know, like even yeah. even like the hard <laughs> stuff from like smelting, which is like massive amounts of energy to melt steel to just the little things like gas stoves. So anyways, I'm super excited about what ChargePoint's doing and really excited to see the future of electric vehicles. As I mentioned, like I, I really want to have an electric vehicle for my next vehicle. I know I feel guilty that I didn't buy an electric vehicle with my last as, with my last car a year ago, but we had just bought a house and I didn't have the money to like also set up electric charging and then, you know, deal with a little bit of a premium for the electric vehicle. So yeah, that is who ChargePoint is for. Yeah, I just wanted to add a little bit of anecdote here. So when I was at Tesla's uh, supercharger facility in, I think it's Kettleman City, um, I think the their chargers there reach like 120 miles an hour, or sorry, miles per minute um, in charging. It's insane. But that is it's so only scary. For, it's only for <laughs> a second. terrifying. Yeah, I mean, you hear the fans running really loud. But I mean, so it's only for a second. So think of like charging for your phone or charging for pretty much anything, any sort of lithium ion battery. You're not really supposed to charge really quickly for long periods of time or even uh, like when the battery's low or the battery's towards the, the top end, like basically almost full. You can only really do it towards the middle. So it's not like when, when people say you get, oh, you hit like 120 miles per 
per minute or whatever the, the the metric is it's not always that you get that the entire time consistently it's it kind of like ramps up so it's kind of this peak in the middle so you might start charging really slowly it ramps up to some insane number of miles per minute and then you get like a really good charge in the middle and then it kind of ramps back down so usually what people say is with teslas i guess any evs you really want to do that sort of charging between 20 percent and 80 percent of the battery to maintain the longevity of the battery um and so usually you don't really tend to top your battery out if you're using it as a daily commuter. You should only really do that if you know like you're on a long road trip and you're not sure when you're going to get to the next destination. It's okay to do that on your battery every once in a while, but uh, you're not supposed to do that like 24-7. So just wanted to kind of add that in there. But yeah, like the, the chargers are getting insane and the batteries are able to handle more and more charge and much faster. So it will be really interesting when charging becomes more similar to like a gas station experience where you can go there, you plug in the charger, you sit in your car for about five-ish minutes and you get a full quote unquote tank. That doesn't really happen today unless you're at like one of these supercharger stations and even still like it's not quite as fast. But the nice thing about it is you do get like this passive charging where you can plug it in yep. when you're at work or you can plug it in when you're at home. Like you don't really get that today. It's not like I have like a oil refinery at my house where I can like make <laughs> gasoline and then start filling up my car, you know, unless you're like a really big science geek and trying to make your own biofuels. But, you know, beside that, typically that's the nice thing about charging is it's a more passive effort for the most part. No, for, for sure. It, it's, a, it's a really good point. I, I just like have this vision of like back to the future of like trying to make gasoline and like using mm-hmm. like high, like high content alcohol to try to burn it and, and, and all that jazz. Um, it's that's like just scary amount of electricity, though, like just thinking about like 120 because it, it's it's just an insane amount of energy you're putting into a small like whole like a, a very small like area it's just the amount of engineering that goes into supporting yeah. supercharging is just you know i can't wrap my head around it at a you know <laughs> at first glance like now that i think about it a little bit yeah um but if you think about it, the the opposite which is filling up your gas tank it's even crazier right you're basically putting a combustible inside of a container yeah. that you're driving around at 80 miles an hour that's you know at any point could could ignite so and in fact you are igniting in order to get you know extract energy out of it so yeah creating a little explosions at yeah, reps per minute that just exactly. means how many explosions are happening in your car per minute you know yeah. so like, like if you think about it in that perspective it's actually even crazier than than supercharging but yeah it's all perspective totally so does that mean we can smoke cigarettes outside of the electric vehicle charging station right. instead I mean, of the gas yeah, station i guess you can um let's talk about some <laughs> of the competitors here so we obviously have mentioned charge point where People can kind of install their own charge point stations and other folks can come charge at their stations. There's companies like PlugShare and EVgo and even Blink. I think a lot of these are kind of similar where um, either these companies go out and they install their own charge stations or you as someone who has the land space, grid, uh, electricity source, etc. can um, go out and solicit one of these companies to install it on your behalf and then you just kind of like collect on the transactions that are made. The other thing I want to mention here, obviously, as a main competitor is traditional gas stations. So those are going to be around for some time, although I know there's a lot of regulation today, specifically in California, that's uh, calling for no more non-electric vehicles being manufactured um, or at least being sold, I think, in 2025 and beyond. I, I Correct me if I'm wrong, Mike. You probably know better than me. As that kind of rolls out, as you can imagine, the concept of gas stations, et cetera, they're not going to be the same uh, in the next 20, 30 years. I mean, they're they're just, you know, as we make less and less of those cars, uh, that's going to become the old standard. I mean, like who of your friends know that, you know, today have horse-drawn carriages, right? So it's kind of the analogy. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say. <laughs> Many of my friends 
No, none of my friends, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So let's um, jump into our thoughts. I'm happy to start. I've used ChargePoint before, again, like on a very limited basis as I rented a Tesla at one point and um, I am purchasing an electric vehicle myself in the in the next year. Yeah, overall, like I think it's a really intelligent business model. I mean, they're kind of looking at the infrastructure of gas stations and how they've been around, around for a long time and thinking in the future about what is going to replace the gas station. And that's going to be these charge stations, charge points, if you will. But like without the overhead of a traditional gas station, you don't need the land. You don't really need all that space or kind of like the snack and you know, restrooms and stuff like that, like that, that concept may exist, but it's less so common with this, uh, this new model where you can go to your grocery store and just plug into your charge point and be able to get electricity there. So yeah, overall, I think it's really, really smart of them and how they're kind of expanding the use of uh, electricity to fuel these cars. And most of us know that like our next car, maybe the car afterwards is going to be probably electric cars. So it's a good time to be thinking about and expanding this infrastructure and being kind of the first mover in the space, which I, I definitely think ChargePoint is. So yeah, in this case, I'm going to give ChargePoint a 4.2. I think it's in a really good space. There's definitely a lot of competitors. If I rolled up to a ChargePoint versus, let's say, an EVgo, I wouldn't be able to like tell the, tell the difference. Yeah, totally agree with you. Um, and I'll go with your your rating, Jeff. Like I'm going to call this like a 4.2 out of 5 for me. I think that it's really important work that needs to be done for the electrification of America. I have yet to use a charge point charger <laughs> um, or <laughs> deal any bit whatsoever with their infrastructure of electric vehicle charging. But I know like I'm really excited for the future of transportation and just seeing the advent of electric vehicles uh, continue to grow. So excited to see this. And I think charge points well positioned with, you know, fully vertically integrated solution to help you get started because it is a huge dynamic change from going from traditional fueling like gas stations to electric vehicle charging. So yeah, 4.2 out of 5 for me. Well, those are our thoughts on ChargePoint and we'd love to hear from you, our audience. So definitely reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at ProdX Podcast. That's P-R-O-D-E-X Podcast. Yeah, and if you like the show, be sure to like us and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. Let us know what products we should review next. See you next episode.